0: Welcome to the next episode of Modern Cannabis. Tonight we're talking about passion and the role passion plays in our lives and in our industry. I'm here with the usual suspects, Austin from the Simrell Collection and Jerry from Planet of the Vapes, Stickstones 420, internet legend, vaporizer legend. Passion is something that all three of us have in common, kind of all three of us came into the the cannabis industry based on some sort of of premise around passion. You guys would have
1: I'll nod and agree with that, right? Like absolutely nodding in agreement. Yes, Austin,
0: absolutely. you you've you've <laughs> been passionate about wood, and then that wood passion and talent brought you into making Dynavap stems, and then you found Dynavap, and you'd say your Simrail collection is a, is a product of passion.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, fortunately, I did I did uh, fumble upon Dynavap, and that uh, was the door that I entered into this space. I'm forever thankful for that because now. I'm full of passion every day. It's a different life, man.
0: It's a different life when you when you
2: wake up full of passion. Absolutely. And it's a happier life. I'll tell you what. Today I went to the apple orchard with my daughter for her to pick her first apple because she's obsessed with apples and peanut butter. So I figured, hey, it's the season. Let's go pick some fucking apples. And peanut butter. Well, we didn't pick peanut butter. <laughs> she might have picked not? her nose, but not <laughs> but not peanut butter. And I'm gonna tell you what, man, it it was, it was one of the best days I've had in a very, very, very long time because there was no stress. There was, there was no worry about anything. Just I was there with my family and it was a very great moment that I honestly think was the first time that I feel like I was at peace with myself in the moment. I think it's because I do what I'm passionate about every day so i don't have the stress of like a job that i used to hate like what i did before this
0: that's that's a really good way to compare and contrast a passionate life or versus none and sometimes people don't find their passion in, in in life so young so they 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 work their whole careers away and then they they're like 50 or 70 and then they discover oh shit I'm, i
1: really love ukuleles you know <laughs> that wasn't man you just you just called me out, man. No, I wasn't talking about what, what's your, what's your passion late age story, Jerry, tell me. Well, I mean, obviously I'm in the vapes, you know, but uh, I mean, I've always had something I was passionate about on the side, but work was never it. Uh, I grew up in a family business. It was fun. And that was, that was, that was easy to get excited about. Um, but then when I went off on my own, uh, I kind of liked having a paycheck and and um, was working for other people and never really found anything that really excited me. But uh, I started having a having a family early on and really made that what I was into. Like, I mean, in my spare time, I was reading books and watching videos and talking to people and, and, you know, going to, you know, who speak or seminar. I mean, I, I, I wanted to know how to be a parent and, uh, and I put a lot into it. That was, that was enriching. Um, of course that doesn't lead to any kind of a career or anything, but, but that, that's what I did on the side. And then, and then later on, uh, Uh, as the kids got older, um, that just kept on going, but, but vapes became my, my passion when I had a a second, I had a different career and then vapes was what I was doing on the side. And that was the first time that when that turned into work, that was the first time that work was something that I was like, wow, man, this is what I dig. And that was about, I mean, that was like late forties, you know what I mean? It took me forever. So I was one of those guys.
0: That's a blessing either way. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. So when, when you were younger, before you, before your passion and your work lives, crossed paths and became became some sort of, of unified life. Uh, you you still had outlets for passion. You still had things you were passionate about.
1: Most of the time. I mean when I don't, man, it don't feel good. I mean we gotta have it, you know, you gotta have something that really drives you and gives you something to, to wake up to. And doesn't have to be your work, but you need to have something.
0: Right. I I totally agree. I totally agree. And I've I've always been kind of work centric passion. I don't know if it's something that I was just brainwashed or trained to do, but for for me, like my my passion escape was was kind of like the 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 crush it era, you know. When I, I realized, oh shit, I can turn my passions into into money. I can make money with my hobbies, and then eventually take them even further and do a whole career change. That was a result of passion.
1: Yeah, I don't know why it took me so long to figure it out. I mean, my old man, you know, he did it at an early age, and and that's all he did. So. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I, I know that um, my my kids got to watch me work without passion. That's for sure. I mean, I, I, the years that I was raising my kids here at home, work was just paying the bills. Man, can't wait to get home and be with you guys. It wasn't until the last five years, like I said, and really till I mean, a couple of them were gone. That they just now, when they come back, they get to see me excited about what I'm doing, and they they get to see me kind of build this on the side. And so, for me, I'm excited to finally kind of model that for them for the first time. I mean, it, you, gosh, I mean, you really want to do your you kid, your kids need to see that, you know? So I'm, I'm very open about what I do because I want them to see something that, that that I love as opposed to what I showed them, you know, just, just checking in for a paycheck for so long, man. That's wonderful.
0: That's wonderful. I mean, for me in my careers, I think, I think I was always passionate about some element of what I was doing, but then I was always pulled down by like, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this, For somebody else like i'm spending my my heart for other people just a lot a lot of things in in life that that aren't uh friendly for for the passionate creative person Mm -hmm.
2: well i think for the past i don't know how long it's been but everybody has been subconsciously directed with going to school to get good grades to go to college, to get good grades, to get that job. You know, for me personally, man, I kind of see right through that shit. You know, if, if you go and ask somebody who's going to college right now, right, they graduate high school, they go to college. They're taking minor classes. They have no idea what they want to go to college for. They're just there because that's what society tells them they need to be at. I think a lot of schooling um, kind of floods us with so much information that it kind of eliminates and ruins our imagination. Right? So then when you don't have an an imagination, it's kind of hard to find a passion because now you're kind of just like, okay, what am I supposed to do? And when you have all these other people and society telling you, Hey, go to school go to college, get a degree and then go to whatever that job is within that degree. And I think that's kind of why a lot of people are miserable because this is the this is the big societal societal, I don't know if that's a word, but kind of work. there's a, there's this big master life plan that society has set forth for everybody. And if you break that, you get called like crazy. And you know, for me, for instance, it was hard for me to go to school. I dropped out of high school. It was hard for me to work for somebody else, so I didn't get a job for a long time. And I was, I always used to hear my dad say, when are you going to go get a job? When are you going to get a job? It's not like, he's not like, Hey, what's your passion? What what do you love to do? It's when are you going to go get a job? Right. And I think that's kind of why some people get lost in finding their passion is just because they're just doing what society tells them they need to do.
0: Yeah. My, my daughter is in, in, my oldest daughter is in college and and she's already changed majors a couple of times and. I've, I've tried to have the, in the passion talk with her uh, and I think that one of the big challenges is she's, she's 22. So she hasn't had a lot of life experience. You know, she's gone through through high school and dealt with her social cliques and kind of worked some, some different jobs. And she understands a little bit about uh, what her, what her natural interests are and what makes her happy. But like looking back when I was 20, like I, I, I the directions that I was going were right. But, the specifics that I would have chosen would have been would have been all wrong. So I mean young young passion is is hard to to uh, to really accommodate uh but coming back to the the actual canvas industry and giving me excuse to take this dab uh, I think passion is is a really really connected innovation and I'm going to take a dab on the Rio because it's an innovative product made by a uh, nice. passionate developer stash products. And uh, I'm going to get vaping because this is a cannabis podcast. I'm going to get high guys. Are you guys going to vape tonight on with me? Been doing it
1: brother. But Hey, before we, before we ditch, I had, I did want to say something cause it's right in there and I don't want to bring it back later, but a lot, a lot of kids these days don't know what they want to do with themselves. You know, I, I see it almost as like an epidemic. I mean, we're, I mean, at home, we need to be able to teach our kids, you know, what to look for inside for what, 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 what really drives them. But the problem is, I mean, like I did not do that myself. So how am I going to show them? And we've got generational, you know, generations deep of people who don't know what passion is or, or, or what, what it can really, you know, what deep, deeply is in their lives. And so. I look at these kids and, you know, I, you know, my kids struggle with it. They're like, what am I going to do with myself? And it, and it hurts me. Cause I'm like, man, I did that for 30 years. I, but what I wanted to, 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 to say is that I'm tired of these kids feeling bad because they don't know what they want to do. What a pressure we put on them. Like they have to figure it out by a certain age. And not only that, we don't inspire them. Like we're, it's our fault, both parents and system and teachers and all that for producing a bunch of kids that aren't inspired to do something after they've been, look, if somebody has been hanging out with you for 10, 12, 15 years and they're not inspired to do something, you need to take a look at yourself. And, and that's what we're doing. We're putting kids in school systems and they spit out uninspired people. And I'm tired of the kids taking the blame for it, man. We need to do something about that because it's not their fault and they're just beating themselves up about it because they want to do great. They start out perfect and ready to go. Yeah. We, fuck them up. Yeah.
2: That's no, that's sorry. all it is, man. It's 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 the curriculum. It's it's the teachers who are going there, and they they know that okay, they have these students that they have to teach this curriculum to. You know, I know there's some there's some teachers who try to make it fun, right? So we can't we can't group everybody in that. But I do think that there needs to be a change on
1: how children are raised and taught. Well, let me um, ask you something because you're not yeah. so far from being in that system. I mean, it's been a while for me. Yeah. But you, that's something a minute ago and that's and I wanted to ask you I'm glad you brought it up because you, you said um, we, we don't have imagination is that right. something that you see is ignored or lacking in hundred percent is that is one thousand percent that's why I dropped out of high school
2: I like to think macro I like to i like to build in my mind what I want my future to look like okay and every day I strive for that I had interests in school there was some interest I just didn't give a fuck about. For instance, one of them is geography, okay? If I look at a map, I got an idea what the fuck it is, but I couldn't tell you all the countries and all that shit. I just couldn't, I, I slept in that shit. I wasn't passionate about that, I didn't care. For me, when I was in school, we're just bombarded with so much shit. How can we, how can we imagine and create if we have 7,000 tests that we got to do and all these different subjects and we have to learn, like for instance, math nowadays, let's just talk about one subject, math. I was phenomenal in math. I fucking love math, got A's in math and A's in art. Mm. Oh, shit. It was pretty Far interesting. Out. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and they have kids doing these crazy fucking math problems and algebra 14 and like all this <laughs> stuff that like we would never ever in our entire ever age Ever use this shit right. ever. I make shit for a living where I need to know measurements and fucking math funny, and stuff right? like that. I've never once used algebra to design something. You know, I've never used algebra to to get the dimensions of something. So so all I'm getting at is from what I've witnessed, it is not something that nourishes creativity. Or passion, because there's curriculums that are in place. It's not based around what mm-hmm. you want to do. It's based upon what they want you to learn.
1: It's systemic. It's a systemic curriculum that, that that disencourages imagination is what you're saying, I guess. Well,
0: it's a systemic curriculum based on a systemic society planned for right. massive populations. And workers. Yeah. I mean, it's, everybody has to eat.
1: I, I think we're, we're raising kids in a, in a culture of fear and they're discouraged from failure and they're, 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 they're encouraged to shoot for perfection and, and, and be embarrassed for anything else. And really we should be encouraged them to fail all the time and just try all you, And that's when you find what you like. Fail and learn. We, we, we get them all worried about it. You know, they're supposed to, they're supposed to go through high school, then pick college and pick what they want to do having done nothing and then come out and jump into a career and, and, and just roll with it and they've never worked at all. I mean, or, or maybe some on the side. I mean, how, how are you supposed to invest that much of your life into something you've never done before? It's crazy. I think we should be throwing them into all kinds of experiences and fucking things up here and there. And, and you know what I mean? And just falling on your face and then, and then until you feel, oh, that's me right there, man, that worked. And then just cool. Run with it, man. You know, <laughs> that, that's what we ought to be doing. I think. Yeah, I think that
0: sounds like a, a much better plan. There there, there needs to be more type of uh, hands-on type of experimental training where, where young people can do more types of activities uh, because right now people don't have the freedom to do stuff. I mean, I, I, I was born and raised into a family where my dad was involved with a computer job like before the internet, so I had I had an awesome computer at home when most kids didn't know what computers were. So I, I found my passion with computers just at a, at a, a really young age, but for weed vapes, I didn't know that I was going to be passionate about weed vapes when I got into it. And, and then all of a sudden I had like 19 of them and I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I was like, Oh shit,
1: I'm into yeah. this. I am into this. <laughs> this is working. It's like, just like the grills, man, only smaller. Oh god, the grills, yeah. <laughs> the grills has
0: been a a wild, wild passion ride for the last uh, shit twenty years, man. Twenty years. That's fantastic. That that's good
2: though, man. And I tell you what, people that are listening to this, you guys that are listening to this, if you guys have a passion, go for that shit, man. Go for that shit, especially if you guys that are listening are younger. If you guys are between the age of 20 and 30, you can spend 10 years and fuck everything up, and you'll be 30, and you'll still be fucking young, right? But same thing, though. If if, if the viewers that are watching are, are older, and they're 35, 40, 45, 50, 60, do what the fuck you like to do because at the end of the day, it's your life. You're not a fucking tree, right? You can move. You can go. You can go and do and be whatever you want to be and do. You know, it's just society and, and and sometimes moms and dads and families that are that that are telling you you have to be this way or that way. Um, but if that this way or that way doesn't make you happy, don't fucking do
1: it. Period, man. For real. The sooner, the better, man. To, it, 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 it's a ballsy attitude, though. It's—I mean—that's what I'm saying—is we, we're, we're raised to be fearful instead of just uh, possibilities. Let's go try them out, you know. And, right. and, and it's and and ugh, it's tough.
0: so so much of 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 that uh, that society pressure those feelings—they uh, get ingrained. Like the longer you live it, the longer they, the longer they get ingrained. Uh, it, it becomes whole, a part of your f- biology. It does. It does. Like, yeah. you, like when you go to sleep at night, it's like, oh, shit, I don't have a sta- stable job. Oh, shit. Yeah. But It's so scary. Yeah. Especially when you have family and
2: rents. Absol- and- <laughs> Absolutely, dude. I remember when I quit my job. Okay. When I quit my job a little over a year ago, I quit my job after I put my dog down because I didn't have the money to give my dog the medical attention he needed. So I had to put him down. Okay. My dog is my family. At that point, I realized I could not take care of my family based on this job that I was working for somebody else with an income that I developed my, my, life, my lifestyle around, right? I knew how much food I can get, you know how much, rent, how much my rent was, what my gas was, what my car note was. Long story short, I lived a life that was based around these bills. And then when something else happened that was outside of these bills, I wasn't able to afford it. And that to me was like, I'm in the wrong fucking place. I needed I need to do something for myself. I need to build something that's mine. And I need to, I need to get in more I have to have more control over what I do every day. And I couldn't I can't tell you how fucking scared I was, hmm. the sleepless fucking nights. You know, I had five hundred dollars left left to my name at the at the very beginning of my month and I had a couple of thousand dollars worth of bills that needed paid and no, no job. And that was the scariest moments of my life. So, you know, when I say, you know, just go do it, you're not a fucking tree. It's not easy. It's hard, especially when you have a family and life that you built
1: around that income. It's exciting. It's not boring. You know, when you, when you step out yeah, and you step into that, that, that fear and that excitement, you realize, Oh, that, that wasn't a big deal. <laughs> And then you can really enjoy it and and even whether it succeeds or fails, you know, get back up and do it again. But when I'm really doing my best in terms of going where I feel like I, I should be going in my direction and in terms of my self-growth is when my mindset is when I'm afraid of something, I got to go do it right away. Like, I mean, when, when I have that mindset, man, shit happens. <laughs> it's a great one. And it's exciting. It's It's hard to live in that for a long time. I got to get back into that. Hell yeah! There's a book. There's a book
2: called "Eat That Frog," and uh, it's it's a really good book. But it talks about that. That's what exactly. Troy's doing
1: right now. Troy's up there eating that frog. Bro. Troy's <laughs> eating
2: the fuck out that frog. Um. So Troy, you're vaping on the Rio, Jerry.
1: What are, What are you vaping on right now? I'll give you one guess. Uh, herbalizer. Herb, almost herbalizer, but yeah, you herbalizer. You, you knew it. It was the right one in your head. I was close. Right, right I man. just ran. I just got done running the
2: tarot with the vortex um, as a mouthpiece. And now I'm running the one with another vortex mouthpiece that I built specifically for the one. And I absolutely fucking love it.
1: That's so dope. You can just throw shit together like that, man. I just had my
0: second dab with the Rio. a little uh, sour dub. Fantastic. Fantastic.
2: Man, I'll tell you what, that, that man's passionate too. I've never met him. But I know he's a passionate, he's a passionate, passionate man.
0: What's awesome about this guy is he's he's passionate about creating the actual products and the innovation. Like he's like like you, Austin, like I, I see like you're passionate about building your brand. Yeah. And and growing and, and growing your personal brand and your and your your business brands and, and just expanding beyond making stems. Yeah. Uh, this guy is is passionate about the actual just just like innovating and creating things like he's he's a he's a different kind of beast
1: we're talking about stash
0: yeah
2: yeah yeah the same thing i think me and him would mesh really well i think me and him he's got a creative mind and my mind never fucking stops in regards to creativity so i bet you if you put me and him in a room it'd probably get pretty wild
1: dude he's been coming to shows for three or four years and i always go by his booth because whatever's going on he will have had the latest tweak like he was the first guy ever found who had who had you know made the hole bigger and he literally was just getting them and making them bigger and you know and 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 just doing it real small but he, he was he was doing it before anybody i'd ever seen and and then uh he just he just always seems to be kind of like at the cutting edge. And so it's always fun to go talk to him and see what he's up to. And I love people like that, man. They're do, yeah.
0: I, I really wish he was more into dry herb. He's like he's like more of a, a dab guy. He's like well, he's he's a dab guy. He's not into dry herb at all.
1: Right. All day long, man. Stash Rio. Yeah, I'm ripped. That was a yeah, good Two that dabs good. in you are. Nice, man. That's what I'm talking about. Passion. Passionate about them dabs, man. trouble them. <laughs> so You know, now that we're talking about passion, we
2: kind of talked a little bit about passion itself. How would you describe passion? Like what would would you define it as? Something you feel strongly about. Something you feel strongly about and something that you can spend all hours of the day on it, all day, every day, Mm -hmm. and not feel like you're working. Yeah, man, that's that's a great test for it for sure. Because if I wasn't passionate about what what I do, fuck. Did you Google it?
1: Yeah. Let me share my saying. What did he Google? Share it. What did he Google?
0: I I just Google. I just Googled passion because I knew Google would give me like a, a, a a result set that would share definitions. You see my screen here? Here here the suffering and death of Jesus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the movie and in, in, in the story, the passion story. But as a noun, why would that be as a definition? Well, it's the secondary one, and it's it's um, it's something that uh, I'm familiar with from Catholic and Episcopal um, ceremonies, and it's referred it's to as the noun. passion of Christ. And it's they've got the I think the the mm-hmm. stations of the of the cross and all kinds of stuff that go through his sufferings from start to finish on, on that, on that journey.
0: Wow. Okay. So I would, I would look down more towards intense driving or overmastering feeling or conviction, but I, I like, I the what you described, you know, the, the ability of, you know, working where it doesn't feel like work. I mean, that's, that's definitely passion uh, or, or fun. You know, a lot of things can,
2: uh, it keeps me up at night one, two. I woke up in the middle of the night last night to come up here and design a product that came into my head while I was sleeping. And I was, I came up here at like two o'clock in the morning drew that shit. And you know, now I've got something that I am like, literally
0: it's, it's hard for me to like put it on pause. Hard, hard to put it on pause. I, I can relate with that. there, there's been, there's been times in my life where I would get up at night and, and code and sometimes sometimes that code would be completely unrelated to anything. It was just something that I wanted to solve. Like, like I would be like, there's no way in PHP to do this. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go write that fucking function right now. You know, I'll get up at in, in night and, and just do it.
1: Hell yeah, dude. I'm always embarrassed, man. Cause it seems like half the time when I'm like, got that look like, man, this is, I'm really thinking deep about something. My wife would go, what do you think about that? I'm just like, Oh, it's just a vape. I'm just, <laughs> it's like, always like, I'm thinking about this shit all the time. <laughs> I'm like always thinking about this shit. What what? can we do? Then where can we go? And this and that. And then so it's just. But I'm. But it is. It's almost embarrassing because she'll she'll look at me like, oh, he's on to something. I'm just. Like, no, I'm just thinking about vapes.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. I think I'm to a point where people don't ask me anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's right,
2: dude. I have my fiance ask me like, when are we going to talk about something different?
1: Yeah. It can get passion it can be obsessive, man, that's for sure for real. That's another good symptom, yeah, I think obsession is a good is a good
0: term. I am extremely extremely obsessed. The thing about passion though man, is it it tugs hard on the emotion, and the emotion isn't always logical, you know, so some sometimes it's easy for passion to steer us into different directions because love and hate, they're both passion.
1: Yeah. Got to control that stuff. Bridled back. Jesus.
0: Right on. I think a lot of, a lot of haters are are passionate about something.
2: I think even haters, man, they have a passion to want to see people fail, you know? Um, they, they have a passion for, um, destruction maybe and i think i think a lot of that is just because they're not happy with themselves
0: yeah well i think i think it's because they're they're it's 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 the relation of love and hate there's there's they're passionate about something like i like i'm thinking of the the people who fucking hate me like the people who like leave negative shitty comments on my videos and stuff like that all the time like what what makes a person like follow me around and do that like what what could I possibly be doing to irritate this guy? Yeah. Uh, and it, it's got to be you know something passion
1: related this guy passion. that's not passion that's pain that's pain related man that's people expressing hurt.
2: Jerry wisdom hit it that that could very well be it, man. Some people you know I know I know a cat. No, this is rare for me. I don't normally sit around and just talk about people. You know, it's not like a thing I do. But for instance, I do know a cat that I used to be really good friends with. And this man is so... Is his name negative. Tom? His name's not Tom. <laughs> he's a, he's a That'd be fucking crazy. Uh, oh, my mark. God. That's, on Tom <laughs> That's hilarious. That's on Tom um, but this, this man is so, is so <clears throat> negative and always... Wants to get into conflict and is aggressive and always talking something and talking down to somebody or whatever. But I know all that comes from all that comes from is pain and and being unhappy with himself. You know, for real. For real? So I've been there.
1: I'm, I've been there. I'm
2: I'm, I'm grateful. I am grateful that I don't feel that type of passion.
1: Man, when I'm when I'm at my best. And those people come into my life. Um, I try to respond to them with compassion because they're expressing hurt, and what they need is someone to have compassion and hear them and and uh, and help them work through it, and then or give them time to work through it, and then uh, and then they can they can come out and and kind of be themselves, and so. Um, it's real hard not to just get defensive and go fuck you or whatever, but, um, but there, but, but there's a better way than that, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, it's not called c- come hurt. It's called compassion because those guys are operating out of hurt. Whereas compassion is, is a different, I mean, passion, I mean, that's, that's kind of like the same vibe. So. So I'll tell you what, I, I'm glad
2: we're talking about passion because uh <clears throat> The my mom just came into town and um, I was explaining to her what I'm doing because I haven't really t- sat down and talked to her in a little over a year, so it's still kind of like new to her, right? And um,
1: you said, mom, I'm getting high,
2: <laughs> I love it. Um, <clears throat> but I started explaining what it is that all these devices do, you know, because now that I have a bunch at arm's reach, you know, I have the butane powered vapes. I have the battery powered vapes. Um, I was showing her, uh, what was it? The boundless CFX, right? And, uh, I was showing her the, how you can change the different temperatures on mm-hmm. the device. Um, and explain to her the reasons why and how you can extract the specific materials out of the, out of, uh, the material you're using. And you can, you can extract the specific uh, effects. And my mom's sitting here, man, and she's just kind of in awe. And it was yeah. just so fucking cool to educate her. her. Did you get juiced? Did you feel it? Juiced. What's juiced? Did you
1: get jacked up telling her that? And she yes, absolutely. That felt great, didn't it?
2: Dude, I got so excited. And she started, she, she started asking me more and more questions. And, I, and that was really cool. It's like I started explaining something. And when, when you're explaining something to somebody and then you just start asking more and more and more questions, that's a cool feeling. And, and you know that's one reason why I really, like, I really enjoy diving into the space and doing this thing with you guys because I can learn, which means with, with my knowledge, I can go tell other people who know nothing about this and actually know what the fuck I'm talking about and have a lady to stand on and say, hey, listen, this is why this is this. This is why this is this. This is why this is, this. This is, why this is superior over smoking. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a really, it's a really cool thing. And, uh, you know, I had to do it to my mom and my buddy that I haven't seen in a long time to stop by the other day.
1: That's
2: dope.
0: Man, it's, it's funny. It's funny. You mentioned the education that you're getting from, from talking to Jerry and, and myself, uh, today my nephew mentioned, uh, he was, he was recently in Vegas and he went to, to a dispensary for the first time and he went and bought uh, cannabis and stuff like that. And when he went in there, he recognized words and he felt like he knew what he was talking about when he was asking for things. And when he was looking for a certain effect, like he knew he was confident with what he was buying, even though he was his very first time going into a, disp- a dispensary. Yeah. Just because Not he's been, been listening to our podcast and, and watching our, my Holy videos. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that rad? That,
2: that's super cool, dude. Wow. That, that That's super cool. And I hope, I hope that, uh, I hope that you guys that are listening or watching on YouTube, if you guys gain any value or you guys think that there's anything in particular that we're doing that's educational that you want to share to somebody, we'd really appreciate that. Because I'm going to tell you what, man, Modern Cannabis, it's more than just a podcast. It's, it's, it's a movement. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm passionate, along with, with these gentlemen here, about showing people that there's a different way to indulge in this material that we all love. And it's very versatile. And you know, if you don't like this, well, maybe you like this. But you know what? If you don't like this, that's okay, because maybe you like this, or maybe you like the mighty, or maybe you like the the herborizer, like what Jerry's using, or maybe you like that Rio. There's so many things out there, and this space is still small. There's so many things out there that can give you the satisfaction that smoking a blunt or smoking a joint can give you with so many more benefits. And I think I want to tell as many people as I can about this fucking thing, you know, because it's, it's
0: super, super cool. You're, you're passionate about evangelism. What's that? Exactly what you're, you're doing. you like, you're, you're spreading the word word about vaporization and, and the Dynavet platform is what you're super excited about. Me too. I I'm I as well. There is a lot of passion uh, around the innovations in, in space, and you can usually tell like which products are are driven by by passion and less by a, a budget or an innovation team. You know.
1: Yeah, it's nice when they when they come together. <laughs> budget and and innovation and passion. Isn't that
0: funny how that works? Like. The companies with the biggest budgets and the, the most marketing rarely have the innovation and the passion behind it.
1: Yeah. Sometimes they start out that way and get too big or who knows, man, everybody's got a different way of getting there. But So when, when did you guys like Austin,
0: I, I know you, you kind of found your, your passion younger, but when did you guys first even learn about, about passion, about like, the, like really like about passion in life?
1: saying i'm gonna think about that man i got i got a lot of years to think on there so i can be honest with you um i went down a psychedelic
2: trip and um <clears throat> the psychedelic trip took my mind where i kind of felt lost um didn't really know what i wanted to do where i wanted to go what i wanted to be didn't know none of that shit um <clears throat> And I went down this journey where it connected the dots for me. I felt like my my brain was like stop and go traffic. Um, After this experience, I felt like my brain is driving on the highway at 70 miles an hour. Um, And things started to really make sense. And then what I started to do was self-development. And with self-development, it brought me across a couple of people which helped lead me to where I'm at today. Um, One of the gentlemen's name is Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor talks about your subconscious mind and how your subconscious mind is pre-programmed since you were born to where you are now. He dives into that. And I started looking at myself as a person before I started diving into passion. And then once I started doing that, I started realizing You know, there's, there's, there's a certain few things that I really love. And one of those was woodworking. And, uh, that's when I really started focusing on my pens, uh, harder than ever before. And this was around age 20. I started, I started woodworking when I was about 15, 16 years old and 27 now. Um, but through self-development, that's how I found it. So I would say about 20. Um, between between yeah, around my twenty my twentieth and twenty first birthday. That's I, I vividly remember sitting up in my apartment with no fucking job, no food in the refrigerator, no nothing. <laughs> it was funny, like a couch and my dog and my television, um, and just really studying, dude, just just studying, looking some shit up, and that's how I found it.
1: What do you mean studying, looking shit up? Because I mean, I was going to directly ask you anyhow, like how do, how do you how do you, how do you find passion? And and so you seem to have actually sought and found it like you were looking and there it was am i correct
2: i wouldn't necessarily know i wouldn't necessarily say that at the time that's what i was I, i i knew that that's what i was looking for um but what i did know is i was looking for something different i wanted something different because i had i had awareness that everybody was doing this thing that society tells them to do, like go to school. I dropped out of school. That, to me, told me I'm different, and I wanted to know why. Why am I doing what I'm doing? And then that's kind of how it happened. So I, I wouldn't say that I was, like, knowingly searching for it. I just wanted to figure out
1: something. But you were, you were looking inward and asking the questions – why am I doing what I'm doing? Why, why, why you you were asking a lot of why's internally is. Yeah. Is what led to you finding what you were passionate about. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I question, I question the norm. I question why it is that people do what they do. And I started studying and exploring it because it's really fucking fun. I'll tell you
1: that. If nothing else, it's fun. That's true, man. That's why I was like, I'm, I'm just having fun and fucking, if it doesn't make sense too, why not? You know what I mean? I think I found, I learned about life passion
0: kind of through like my own ADHD, you know, like through my, my, my work and interests and stuff. And Mm -hmm. uh, I found that I was always evolving. Like I I was first, I was really into like core software programming. Then I kind of went into web because it was new and interesting. And then I shifted into like uh, engineering the Google algorithms to make content rank and then I shifted into uh, like a content marketing type of thing. And then I had to like reflect. And then I, I kind of realized like, oh shit, I'm like, I'm always like honing in on, on some particular type of activity or some type of feeling where I'm uh, finding, finding the work that makes me feel the most fulfilled. And that's, that's actually where I'm at. Like, where um, I love creating content around things that I like. like. Once I found that, I was like, holy fuck
1: yeah well clearly you're chasing that one full speed ahead yeah
0: yeah well like passion is powerful man passion is powerful i mean passion like this started as a as a hundred percent as just a, a hobby you know i, I started creating some content uh, to pay for the vapes and maybe pay for some weed like if if i can if i can pay for if I can make a dent in, in what I'm spending on vapes and, and on weed that cool, then my hobby is, is paid for uh, but then then I, I fell in love with being me in my content because I had been creating content professionally like with a team like I managed a team of like 30 people creating content. I've been into it, but I was never me. I was never writing with personality, I was never doing video. Never doing any of that shit whatsoever. So then, suddenly, to take a step over the line and, and put my face out there and be like, "Hey, this is me. I'm Troy." It, it, and I, I did it on accident. I mean, I didn't do it on accident, but I didn't do it. I didn't do it as a uh, like I'm passionate about this. I I did it because like I, I wanted to get some content on YouTube to get the links to my website. <laughs> and then
1: I don't know. I just, it was just like fell down a rabbit hole. That's funny how you get started on something and don't even know it. You know what I mean? It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. When I look back,
2: I can kind of see that there's this common denominator in my life, which is um, art. I remember as a child drawing all the time. I used to be a very, 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 very phenomenal artist. Um, it was for me. It was more oh. of a. Um, <laughs> I liked I liked to draw with a with a a, a, a mechanical pencil and a notepad. And I used to draw all the time in school, in class, doodles. I remember doing the Scantrons where you had all the bubbles. And I would I would make like, instead of doing the actual test, I would like draw something out of the bubbles and turn that in. Um, so I was always doing something art-related.
1: <laughs> you like were that smart-ass.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh dude,
1: 100%. You were like, I'm going to be dropping this class in six weeks anyhow. Fuck this. <laughs> I, I like to
2: um think of my woodworking as my art as my drawing i like to say that i like draw with sandpaper if you will um or but paint with sandpaper the yes actually it feels more satisfying because it's a 3d oh, wow. object that i can feel and touch and use um so that that's what's really cool about what i do is is i i, I make functional art um out of wood that serves multiple pers- purposes not only does it look phenomenal um at least to me, every piece I make, I think is phenomenal and it serves purposes. So,
1: you mean you think this uh, is phenomenal?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's phenomenal.
1: Come on, man. You mean, come on. A that looks like a. A pen is phenomenal. Are you kidding me? Yeah,
2: man. Are you kidding me?
1: (laughs) Phenomenal, man. That's a a beautiful piece. (laughs) And you got to
0: stop showing off because I don't have any of that galaxy barrel, so fuck off with it. (laughs) Oh, you don't have any galaxy barrel, do you? No, I want to go back. I I don't. Uh, I want to go back to something you mentioned uh, about having a physical representation of, of your creativity and your work like when you're done with your work you have something to physical hold and that's something that that I have also struggled with because and 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 I've, I've actually been told this by like psychiatrists and shit. it's like because of, of my work it is it's digital like when I, when I spend weeks and weeks and weeks on something and I, and I publish it at the end a lot of times I just feel like well aside from all the comments the comments really help uh, but at, after it, there's there's like this this lull of like, ah, I did all that for, for what? Because in my hands, there's nothing, you know. Like, as a human, like we still have this 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 pre-programmed. You do the work, you have something. Ah, ta da, you know. So and I, a lot of times I, I get that by spending money. Like I go out and I I'll put publish a video and I'll buy a vape. <laughs>
1: I hear you, man. Writing content the same way. I mean, you know, I'm I'm writing words. You know, it's kind of like, where's your stuff? It's it's out there. It's there. It's on your phone. phone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it doesn't make sense, like logically, but
1: it's there as like this irrational.
0: Huh? Didn't do
1: anything. It's weird for me because I mean, I remember in uh, seventh, eighth grade, I took uh, typing, like on a typewriter. Like I I learned how to do that shit in seventh, eighth grade, and and you and it's funny now to even think holy shit we were like hard printing stuff right out of the brain <laughs> onto paper <laughs> like, so much has changed in one lifetime man. oh man
0: you want to hear a funny typing story i mean i i learned to type in in high school and junior high as well and it, it like i think my generation maybe your generation were, were some of the first kids that learned how to type mm. and in 1998 I worked I worked a factory job at a at a tire factory uh-huh and i, I it was a hard ass job like i it was like a, a fucking man's job like a very physical job and i I had to work with compute well it was it was working with presses but when oh, there was i was eighteen okay cool I was eighteen and I was working with these giant tire presses and when something would fail i i, I had to go and put in a ticket for shit to get fixed. And I worked there for like an entire summer. So they trained me on all this shit. And when they were training me to do the ticketing system, you know, I was in this factory with this shitty computer and the guy's like telling me what to type. And I'm like listening to him and I'm typing it as he's talking. And this was in 1998. And I don't think people did that back then. So he, and he's like, he didn't, he didn't realize that I was typing. And, and he's, like, he's like, are you gonna do it? And then he looked at the screen and he was like, Holy shit. He's like, how the fuck did you do that? And I was like, what?
1: It's a typewriter, man.
0: It was wild. It was wild. Oh man. And then I had that same job uh, when they brought in all these new digital presses, Uh uh, these these machines that were making the tires, they were curing the tires. They called it were, were ran by this windows 95 machine. And uh, I was back there fucking around on it. And the manager came by and he's like, Oh, Like, don't bother with that thing. There's no internet or anything. And I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. If you say so. Yeah. And I I started fucking around. And about 45 minutes later, I had it connected and I was (laughs) checking my email and shit like that. And he came back by and he's like, how the fuck? And I'm like, (laughs) little did he know. Computer. I was, yeah, I was passionate about computers. I was, I was, I was passionate about understanding things that nobody else understood with computers. Like I really, really loved getting really in depth with it and being that dude.
1: Yeah. You know, I, mean, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not like, like all about the vapes. I mean, I, I dig the vapes, but when I look back over my life at the, at the trends, I noticed that what, what jazz is me is something that gets me in a position where I can connect with people. And like, like, i don't know why but that that just that just, i feed off of that and i i get energized off of it whereas some people would do better in a different environment so um if i can get into that that works for me and somehow communicating this on the forum works you know and i think it's because of the, the feedback you know what i mean and, and on the blog posts, you know you get some feedback and there's a way to connect and And I think that we've been able to connect with people somehow through the internet. Whereas an old man, I always thought that wasn't possible, but here I am doing it and we're doing it right now. You know, it's just, I don't know. That's what gets me going.
2: That's cool though. See, that's what I was, that's what I meant by trends. Like you can see, you know, Troy, you've always messed with computers. Jerry, you've always wanted to interact with people. And you know, I always enjoyed art and and creativity and making things and and designing and stuff. look at it, look what it is that we do, you know, and I'm also passionate about spreading the word and, and, and talking to people myself. Um, I'm, I'm a social butterfly. If I'm in an area, if I'm in an environment that I'm passionate about, if I'm not in an environment that I'm passionate about, I'm usually home. <laughs> so, <laughs> right on, you man. know,
1: um, it's all or nothing, baby.
2: Right. That's cool, man. That, that, that's really, that's really, really, really cool um and i think you know for you guys watching or listening at modern cannabis think about what was a trend when you guys were younger what is it that you guys used to do when you guys were playing as kids you know and uh see if maybe you can maybe something pop, pops up and you're like Fuck, i remember when i used to do i remember when i used to play with Lincoln logs i want to i want to build a shed Build a fucking shed. And maybe you're like, you know what? You you go you go knock on Susan's door. You're like, hey Susan, you need a I'm shed. A shed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me build you a shed. And then you got you've got a passion over sheds, man. It, it but you guys learn like
1: on that. modern cannabis and I, I gotta build a shed.
0: <laughs>
1: In this episode. We build sheds. <laughs> we build sheds. That's just, that should be the title of this episode. Oh, Modern cannabis, God. building sheds, baby. Knock on I'm gonna have another dab. door, guys. You dab, dab that shit up, brother. Dab,
2: dab, dab up. Knock on Susan's door and build her a shed. <clears throat> That's great.
1: Yeah, man. You know, I, I think I think people just kind of need to always have something going on the side, whether it's a hobby or a side business or just something that you do every week for fun um i think you gotta have something and and, and maybe that hustle a, yeah side hustle for troy maybe that'll turn into a a job maybe it won't but it, it should turn in to something that you love or something that you replace with something that you hope yeah. turns into so that that's where that's where you play around and find and when you find that thing then then you can really play and have fun and 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 if it's not what you do every day, hopefully it bleeds over, bubbles over into the rest of your life because you you've got something that you're that takes you there each 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 day or week.
0: Yeah, I believe you can make money on the internet doing anything. Hundred percent. Anything. One hundred percent. Yeah. If you are I genuine see- and you genuinely love it, you can make money doing it. and
2: you want to know something else that's when you make the most money because you're doing you're 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 not doing it for money you're doing it for passion yep that is when you find a really cool balance
1: on this thing we call life a little something that uh is fun to find it does bring balance, or balance brings passion, or some one or the other, or both. I don't know, man, but they're related. <laughs> they're related, man. That's man, great. I'm telling you, it's 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 a it's a cool it's a cool ordeal. So this was definitely an interest uh,
2: a, a different a different podcast vibe, and I'm fucking
1: digging it. Woo! That's good, Troy. <laughs> that's good, Troy. Troy's reminding me of my, uh, my current my current side fun thing is all the all the frequency stuff I've been doing ever since we'd had that sound bad that's
2: right. I that's remember when you got like there. I remember when you popped on and you and you and you did your little you did your little deal.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I got a couple of those around. Ow! There. Fuck! Yeah, I got
2: you got a steam all, burn.
1: Those, yeah, that'll that will do it. that will do that's, it. That's different. Yeah, he How's sounded it like a bowl there a minute ago. Pop it off again if you want. What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Can you throat sing?